this is Jonathan Marks, and welcome to the On Your Marks Book Review Podcast. This week I read the 2009 book The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind by William Kamkwamba. This was a reread for me, and as I was going through the book, I spotted the exclusive book's receipt from the purchase in late 2009. I guess, like many people, I had seen the recording of William's 2007 TED Talk and was deeply inspired by this young man's story, courage, and sincerity. The second reading of the book was no disappointment. The book works on many levels. It is a beautifully written first-person account with William's voice coming through strong and clear. It has been written alongside an experienced writer, Brian Miller, a former AP correspondent and someone who, based on his previous work, understands and is sensitive to the African story. There seems to have been limited editing of William's voice and the tone, cadence and narrative style seem authentic. I mention this up front as I think this narrative style is what makes the book such a gem. This is not the sanitized and westernized story of a poor young boy from Malawi told through the language of another. This really is William's story. We all know the outcome of the story. It's right there in the title. William, despite extreme levels of poverty and surviving through an intense drought and famine in Malawi, finds the wherewithal to teach himself basic electrical engineering and to build a windmill out of scrap and waste to provide power to his family home, ideally for lighting, but also for a water pump to irrigate their fields and thus stave off starvation. However, alongside this narrative, a much more powerful set of themes is at play in the book, and I've pulled out three of these to share in this brief podcast. First is the nature of narrative and story. The idea of story as a carrier of knowledge, custom, wisdom and tradition is well known and very well documented. This book is filled with story, not just William's careful recounting of the stories and events of his life, which is done beautifully, but also the early part of the book contains beautiful moments in which William learns from and through his father and his father's stories, and thereby takes on the values and norms that are important to his family and his community. I thought I'd share one with you now that stuck with me as I read the book, and the story goes like this. A long time ago, two young girls were walking home when they became too tired to continue. They came across the house of an old man and made their request for shelter and a place to sleep. Of course you can stay here, come on in, said the old man. That night when the girls were fast asleep, the old man snuck out the door and walked into the dark forest to find his two best friends, the leopard and the lion. My friends, he said, I have some tasty food for you, just follow me. He led them through the forest towards his house. But as they approached, the two girls happened to wake up. Feeling refreshed, they decided to continue their journey. And not seeing the old man, they left a kind note thanking him for his hospitality. Finally, the old man, the leopard and the lion reached the house. Wait here and I'll go get them, he said. The old man saw that the bed was empty and he found the note. Outside, the leopard and the lion grew restless and impatient. The old man knew that if the leopard and lion discovered the girls were gone, they would surely eat him for supper instead. He kept a giant gourd in the corner of his house for drinking water and seeing no other option, He jumped in there to hide. Finally, after waiting so long, the lion said, That's it, we're going in. They broke the door and found the house empty. No girls, no man, no supper. The old man tricked us, said the lion. Even he has run away. Just then they spotted a bit of the man's shirt hanging from the good. They tugged and tugged until the old man came flying out. Please, please, I can explain, said the old man. But the lion and the leopard had no patience for stories and quickly ate him. At this point, William's father clapped his hands together to signal the end of the story, saying to his children, 
When planning misfortune for your friends, be careful because it will come back to haunt you. You must always wish others well. This and so many other stories serve as the foundational education for William, and while he attends primary school and eventually secondary school, it was clear that the stories he has learnt along the way were his real education. The second theme, impossible to avoid, is why does such poverty exist in Africa? William and his family live a life of subsistence farming, managing from year to year with their maize farming, with only just enough to survive. When the drought comes in 2001, this creates unbelievable hardship for the family and for most of rural Malawian population. This drought gives way to large-scale famine and international relief is needed to support the population. But what we see played out in this narrative is the role of government and the general disregard for the poor, especially the uneducated rural population. I know this seems like an oversimplification, but the analysis is not mine. William sees this and shares this through his eyes and in his words in the book. The ways in which government maize stores that were supposed to support the population in hard times were sold off and the money lost and stolen, the political lies told just before election to ensure support, and the lack of follow-through thereafter, the lack of investment in basic things like infrastructure, water, electricity and education is apparent throughout the book. As William writes at one point in the book, and I quote, Around this time, President Malusi was busy travelling the country in his usual fashion, giving out small handouts of money and showing that he was the big man. Massive rallies were held for loyal officials, complete with dances, military parades and lots of food. Everywhere the president went, he tossed the poor just enough flour or just enough kwacha to make sure they remembered him come election day. End quote. I know that, under, that understanding the origins of poverty, especially multi-generational poverty on the African continent, is complex and fraught with social, political and historical sensitivities. But what comes through in William's book is not so much where the blame lies, but what the lived experience is of exceptionally poor people and the absolute absence of government in dealing with these issues. The final and somewhat obvious theme is that of bricolage. Bricolage is a French loan word, roughly related to improvisation or tinkering, if you will. It was used in a range of theoretical domains such as anthropology, sociology, social psychology, etc. But what is special about it in the context of this book is how William so beautifully undertakes and enacts bricolage. The entire windmill project is predicated on a mindset of curiosity, experimentation and trial and error. By dint of his desire to create a different life for himself and his family, to never have to suffer through the trials and tribulations of drought and famine again, he discovers that the solution, simple and elegant, is electricity, and that this can be created with a collection of scrap parts, some effort and ingenuity and a desire to learn and grow. And this is what he does, not just with his windmill, which of course is a successful project, but with his life. The simple scrap windmill leads to a newspaper article that leads to the TED stage in Tanzania and from there to the African Leadership Academy in Johannesburg and then on to the US and a degree from Dartmouth College. What William discovers is that all he has learnt and achieved in his life, all that he has created by the time he stepped on that stage at TED was the building of his character. And it's this fact that makes this such a compelling book. The book is widely prescribed across many universities in the US as a formative reader before commencing one's degree, and I think it is because William shows his family, his village and the world that character emerges no matter what your circumstances. It emerges because that is what we seek, 
we seek to find and define our character and take that out into the world. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Following reading this wonderful book and William's feat of engineering, in the week ahead I'll be reading the book Exactly, How Precision Engineers Created the Modern World. Please do look out for that next Tuesday. And for the rest, wishing you an absolutely wonderful week ahead.